Welcome back to Fathom with Nathan here on this podcast. It is Saturday, September 19th, 2020 here in the U.S. and in South Korea, where we will be speaking with our guest, Matthew Oakley. It is Sunday, September 20th, 2020. Um, Last time on our podcast, which is podcast number eight, I just wanted to give a little recap on that. Uh, We talked about Matthew's conversion experience uh, that was so powerful It would be great if you could go back and listen to that. And also his um, wonderful list of miracles. Um, I won't give it away, but you'll have to go back and listen. And then also his experience about being filled with the Holy Spirit and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Absolutely wonderful testimony. And uh, so we have reconnected exactly a month later. And we want to bring this next podcast to you, which is our second, maybe of three. We'll see and interview Matthew and really just give space to Matthew to share what's on his heart. I don't want to give away what he's talking about. I'll ask a few questions and then we'll get right into it. But Matthew, thank you again for coming back. It is a privilege to have you back and I'm excited to hear what you have to share. So thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I, I get so excited about the things of God, the kingdom of God. And this just it's, it's just a wonderful thing to talk about the Lord and what he wants to see happen in the earth. So maybe you could just um, share a little bit about, you know, what took you to South Korea. If, if, that, if that's something you want to share about, you could share about the dreams that the Lord has given you related to the countries that he's put in your heart, your current work, and what your vision is for the future. And if, um, um, yeah, anything else that you want to share that's on your heart, you're more than welcome to share that. So... I'll just let you have the floor, and you just you just take it where you want to Thank go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, actually, I've forgotten what I shared last time. <laughs> if, I, if I if I repeat anything I said last time, just let me know. Oh, that's fine. Um, so I I had an exciting few years in France from uh, nineteen ninety one to nineteen ninety six. Where I, w- I was essentially a French Christian, I was told I ought to consider myself a missionary, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and and I was really. I mean, it was so obvious that it was God that sent me there. Um, but because I didn't have a profile of a like a professional Christian profile, I, I wasn't sent by a mission agency. I hadn't been to Bible college, so um, I was essentially just a young French Christian. Um, and I, I'm not sure how it happened, but I. I learned French really, really quickly, and I became really fluent in French very quickly. So I was able to function, you know, completely in the church, and I was able to evangelize, um, which was fantastic. So I was able to share the gospel, and and uh, I led several people to Christ, um, which had been a passion of mine when I when I was younger, um, and. Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit was involved in every every time I led somebody to Christ. The Holy Spirit was involved in some way. There was some, you know, kind of supernatural thing, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. So uh, there was a pastor friend of mine uh, who prophesied to me, and he said um, that God's going to make my way straight to uh, go to Bible college. So. Uh, I had dreams of, of uh, you know serving the Lord, and um, but uh, I, w- I was actually in debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I owed about about five thousand um, dollars, 
um, which is, uh, I didn't earn much, you know, I, I couldn't pay down the debt for years. Um, and I thought, well, I can't go to Bible college until I've paid the debt. Anyway, I went back to the UK um, and uh, I got a job in a call centre. And uh, I, I enjoyed that job. It was a really good, high quality company. And uh, after six months, uh, they made me a manager. Um, one, one day a week, one day out of five, every Friday was a training day. So I got to go into work in, uh, you know, smart casual and, and, and training. I think it was a fantastic deal. It was a fantastic company to work for. One of the guys there told me about um, an apartment that he'd just bought and how nice it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt the Lord speak to me and say, buy one of those apartments. Hmm. So, I, so I did. Um, and... Uh, about a year later, the Lord suddenly called me to Bible college, which meant that I had to sell the, the apartment because mm-hmm. I was I embarking on a new direction in my life. And I knew that I had to get out of Milton Keynes, where I was living. So I sold, I sold the apartment and I made nearly 20% profit mm. on the sale within one year. <laughs> mm, great. <laughs> which... Which um, okay, I had to pay like penalties to the mortgage company, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but after after that, I made enough money to pay off the whole debt um, and buy a laptop computer. Mm-hmm. So so God God set me free. The way He set me free was that I was invited to a conference, Christian conference, um, and. It was like halfway across the country. So I was driving to this conference. And I, after leaving France, I'd, I'd felt kind of a little bit burned out mm. um, emotionally, spiritually, and so forth. And I, I, I had actually, I'd actually kind of, the dreams and the visions that God had given me up until that point, which weren't many, but I, I, I kind of, I, I put them on the shelf. Sure. You know, there's a burned out feeling where, where, where you're like, I've, I've, I've served the Lord, but now for some reason I feel I, I, I want some me time. You know, I was there in France and I remember one day in France um, going to, to buy a, a baguette and a, a, and a bottle of wine. And I, I was walking back to my, to my apartment and suddenly it just hit me. I'm English. I'm in France. What am I doing in France? <laughs> you know, we could, it's culture shock. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. And I, I, I think after five years, I just felt this massive culture shock. I wanted mm. to get back home. I wanted the uh, full English breakfast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all, all of that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, was, I was a bit burned out. And, and another funny thing that happened was that, you know, I've always had a sense of where God wanted me to fellowship. Um, and I'm sensitive to the spirit. And um, I, was, I was actually driving in my town. Um, it wasn't a Sunday, but my, my car suddenly stalled. And it stalled right in front of a church. Hmm. And I just felt the Lord say, that, that's your church, go to that church. Hmm. Wow, wow. <laughs> you literally made you stop. Yeah, yeah. So I th- yeah, it, it, it was pretty clear in my spirit. So I 
I went to this church and um, it was a fundamentalist, independent evangelical church. Uh, not just non-charismatic, it was anti-charismatic. Mm, wow. Uh, so they, they were cessationist. Okay. Um, and the pastor was uh, an American guy called uh, Bruce Robinson. And I think it was the second Sunday that I went there, and he said to me after the service, he's a lovely guy, very friendly guy, but he said to me after the service, I'd like to meet you sometime this week for a chat. Uh, I said, yeah, yeah, great. He said, because um, you're a charismatic, and I want to know what you're doing in our church. <laughs> uh, hmm. Are you here to infiltrate? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And in my mind, in my heart, I, I thought, praise God, I am here as God's agent to teach these people about the things of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, w- I, was, I was so completely wrong. <laughs> mm. um, and I, I worked it out after a, after a couple of months. I, I was not there to talk I was there to listen mm, okay um, I was I was there to discover another part of the church that I'd not been aware of the the, the non-charismatic wing mm-hmm. um, I was also there to learn the doctrines not just the sensibilities but but the doctrines also of um, of, of, of that wing of the church um, which people sometimes call the doctrines of grace um, you know an emphasis on the majesty of God, the sovereignty of God, the sovereignty of God in salvation. So uh, there's a tendency towards um, uh, uh, what you would call, um, what's it called, Calvinism. Okay. Uh, You know, for for the theologically minded, there there are basically two doctrines, opposing doctrines, Arminianism and Calvinism. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of these can be defended in scripture. Um. And uh, and I knew the one, but not the other. Hmm. So so I was I was there to learn another aspect of the church and another doctrine, um, which I which I found wonderful for for my life, you know. Hmm. And and uh, I remember saying to the pastor, I said, "I'm not looking for a pastor. I'm looking for a friend." Hmm. Yeah, that's a big statement to a pastor. Yeah, <laughs> and he was he was absolutely on board with that. He 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 really understood what I was saying. Um, you know, so when you're in that kind of burned out condition, you know, mm-hmm. you want a friend. I mean, I mean, my my church in France was was a, a fabulous church. To this day, I say it's the best church I've ever been part of. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christianity in France uh, was at that time and probably still is very very weak. Um, in this, it, it, well, it, it, weak in the sense that it's such a tiny proportion of the culture. I see. Okay. Um, Francis, France is overwhelmingly atheistic, um, and, and and if it's religious at all, it's Catholic. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and evangelical Christians have even been accused of being, you know, members of a cult. Hmm. Um, but the sad thing is, you know, when when you are if you are disconnected from the body of Christ, and if you and if you're weak and small like that, um, you can actually take on certain aspects of cultic behavior. What I mean by that is, mm-hmm. um, 
things like where the, where the pastor becomes too important, too, you know, almost like a guru that has to be, that has to be followed and obeyed. Yeah. Because if, if you don't have a Christian culture around you, um, which you would have in America um, and, and in Britain as well, if you don't have a strong Christian culture around you to feed on and to, and to be a part of, um, then the pastor becomes overwhelmingly important. Um, and, uh, you know, another aspect of cultic behavior would be, you know, if you criticize anything in the church, um, then the automatic reaction is first one of offense, uh, one of being, uh, of being hurt, um, and, and accusing the person that's being critical um, of having a judgmental spirit and um, and of the Lord's the Lord's going to prune them. You know they're going to be mm-hmm. removed from mm-hmm. the church, and it's a good thing because the, the devil's got a hold of them. And da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I was I was not in that situation personally, but I saw kind of a little flavor of that in the church, and I thought, yeah, this is this is what it's like when you're kind of isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we had an American preacher that came and gave us a teaching on uh, on, on the family and, and the life of the couple. And as an English-speaking Christian, I was well aware of what he was teaching. You know, and I thought it wasn't anything new to me. But the reaction of the church and the pastor of the church was, wow, God's accelerated us by five years mm. you know it, it, it was like like he discovered something brand new mm. you know because the, because we have you don't realize we have such a rich history and culture um, of Christianity and a treasure of teaching in the English language no, of course yeah definitely and it, it's not available in other places and, and I remember saying to a Korean pastor friend of mine about about a, a Chinese pastor, a, a guy, you may be aware of him, a guy called Brother Yun. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he became famous uh, some years ago. Um, uh, he, his movement had some kind of a cultic aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember saying to my Korean pastor friend, saying, you know, well, he's from China. If there wasn't some cultic aspect to him, you know, I'd be surprised, hmm. you know, because Chinese Christians are so isolated. Very. Less so now because because of the internet, you know, praise God. But the, there is this phenomenon where, you know, with, with the, 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 the more you reach into Christian culture and across Christian culture and through all the different streams of Christianity, the more, the more you discover the wisdom of God everywhere. Hmm. And, the, and, and the more solid you become and the more grounded you become, um, and the more stable you become, and we, we, you know, we, we just have a great blessing of being able to do that in the English language. Um, and so, oh gosh, where was it? So I was burned out, um, and I was learning another aspect and another side of the of, of the body of Christ. Um, but I was invited to a conference. It was a missions conference from a mission agency that I I got in touch with when I was in France. And so I'm driving across country to this conference. And while I'm in the car, I just threw up a prayer to the Lord. I just said, Lord, those dreams of serving you and prophecies, I'd like to pick them up again. Mm. And in 
Immediately, in my spirit, he said, I will release you in three months. Hmm. And I'm and I'm like, what? <laughs> that was a quick answer. <laughs> that was, uh, what? <laughs> so, so I go to this conference and I'm, I'm thinking, well, okay, what's happening in three months? <laughs> yeah. Well, sure enough, they had a brochure advertising a short-term mission course, which lasted two months, and it was due to start in three months. Oh. So, uh, of course, it, was, it, it meant that I would have to quit my job. So it was a huge decision. And the, the way I took this decision was, was in a very mature Christian way is I took out a coin from my pocket and I flipped it. Yeah, that's so mature. I said, <laughs> I, I said, I said Lord, heads, heads, do you want me to go to this, <laughs> to yeah. quit my job and go to yeah. this conference? <laughs> and, it was, um, and it was heads. And, um, you know, a, to- a coin cost is only 50%, you know. I know. It could have been luck. Yeah. So I did it again. Uh, I, I prayed again, did it again, and it was heads again. And um, I, I'm not sure I actually said it. I don't think I actually was rude <laughs> enough to say to the Lord, Lord, best of, best of five, Lord. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't actually say that. Yeah. But I, I did pray. I said, Lord, Lord, please, I'm sorry I'm doing this. I'm, I know how immature this is. I'm really sorry. But... <laughs> It's a big thing, please, Lord, if you want me to go. <laughs> Heads, you want me to go text <laughs> For some reason, my Christianity has come down to this. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But God is so, God is so gracious, you know. And um, Yeah, it was heads again, so I, I, I stopped at that point. <laughs> Don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That's great. So, yeah, I, 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 sold, I sold my apartment. I, um, I made that a huge profit. Um. I uh, paid off my debts, bought a laptop, and went on this missions training course. Hmm. And um, it, there was essential reading as part of this training course. Before you turn up on the course, you had to read a book called Reese Howell's Intercessor. Oh, I've heard of that, yes. Um, and so I read this book, and it was, it, it, it was a book that other people have said that, w- that they started to read it and got angry and threw it across the room. Hmm. And couldn't continue because it was it was a guy that was um, he actually missed the Welsh revival. He was a young Welsh guy, a young Welsh miner, and he actually went to America during the Welsh revival. He actually missed it, oh. <laughs> but he came back. <laughs> but he came back, and he was absolutely radically wrecked by 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 God mm. um, to the point where he wouldn't. He wouldn't speak of being filled with the Holy Spirit. He'd speak of being controlled by the Holy Spirit. Um, and and, and he, he felt that God wanted him to completely and utterly vacate his, his body, hmm. to, completely, to completely give himself to God to be entirely controlled and possessed by God. Um, and it, it, he, he felt it was like a death sentence. Yeah, and and uh, you, you've got you've got to read the book to get a, to get a feel of this thing. But, yeah, um, very very sober. Yeah, yeah. The, the the level of this guy's dedication is 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 kind of frightening. I mean, he'd, he'd say things like he'd, he'd he'd make some minor mistake during the day, and and the and the the Holy Spirit would say to him, um, "Yeah, okay, I, I I forgive you, but you're not. But I'm going to punish you. You've got to." You got to pray on your knees with your arms in the air for three hours tonight. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, what? Hmm. What? Hmm. That's pretty extreme. <laughs> it's very extreme. But the, but the guys, the guy, without being a charismatic, I mean, the, you never see any speaking in tongues or anything like that in the book, but, but the Holy Spirit looms very, very large with this guy. And, um, and the, the um, he talks about principles of intersection, which is where he, God would give him a project. Um, and it might be the healing of somebody that's, that's about to die, okay. you know, or, or the conversion of a guy who is a complete drunkard and, and, and a waster and, and, and homeless. And yeah, I mean, he would give him really, really, really hard cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the Holy Spirit would make it clear to him that failure was not an option. Hmm. And he learned principles of intercession, which would be things like identify with the person. They're sleeping rough. Okay, you sleep rough. You know? Hmm. Um, and he, he would give his time. He would give his money. I mean, all his money. Uh, you know, the, the sacrifice of this guy was extraordinary. But every time, every time he, he achieved the result, every time. Um, and the Lord just, just was building him into this incredible powerhouse of faith. Mm. Um, and and, and he, he, everything that he learned, he called principles of intercession. Um, anyway, so this, this guy, is, he, he went to Africa as a missionary. Okay. Um, and within a, within a month of arriving, it was absolute revival everywhere he went. Um, he was working in, Zimb- in Zimbabwe. And um, he only spent, I think, a year on the mission field, but it was revival, 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 everywhere he went. Mm. Um, and, and God brought him back and told him, um, it's not enough to have just you on the mission field. I want lots of people like you. Mm. So he told him to make a Bible college. Um, and and it's, it's called the Bible College of Wales in Swansea. Oh, okay. And, um, and it was... Um, It was an amazing place. Yeah. Um, it, it was said. It was said that in the de- back in the day, um, if you'd been to the Bible College of Wales, mission, mission societies would accept you without an interview. Ah, okay. They'd, they'd just be like, "Oh, you went to the Bible College of Wales. You, you're in." Oh wow. <laughs> um, yeah, there was. The, the, um, it was a faith-based Bible college, so you you know you wouldn't. Um, you would trust God for your finances um, to pay your fees, and 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 everybody that went there had the most incredible um, experiences of God's provision. I did, uh, you know, it was fabulous. But the, the but the way I got the way I actually went into that Bible college was I was on this short term missions course. I'd read the book Reese Howell's Intercessor. Um, I hadn't thrown it across the room, but it had scared me. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, go, I go to this Bible college, uh, sorry, I go to this missions training course. And I think about a week into the course, um, a, a Sunday, we're due to go to this Bible college for the, for the Sunday morning meeting. It's out of term, so there weren't any students there. Oh, I see. Okay. But, um, but the, the night, the Saturday night before visiting the Bible college, um, I'm fast asleep. And suddenly I'm awake. It's about three o'clock in the morning. And I sensed the presence of God that I had never felt 
so strong before. It mm. was so strong. Mm. And God spoke to me in my, in my mind so, so, so clearly. And he, he said, the Bible college that you're going to visit tomorrow, I want you to enroll there as a student. He said, you're not going to like the idea at first. Mm. And I'm not going to let you go back to sleep because I want you to remember this experience. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and I, and I, I, man, I was, I was tired. I mean, I, I desperately tried to go back to sleep, but I couldn't. <laughs> there was absolutely no chance, you know. God had cursed my sleep. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you got your attention. So, so I, yeah, so, so I turn up there the next morning uh, for, the, for the morning meeting. It's freezing cold. It's a January. I'm, I'm cold. I'm, I'm shattered. I'm dead tired. We walk into the, into the, the meeting room. Um, I think there were two students there in their, dressed in their Sunday best. Um, mm. The other people were mainly old ladies, white-haired old ladies. Um, the preacher came in. It was due to start at 11.15. The preacher came in at 11, 14 and 50 seconds. And he, he looked up at the clock as the clock hit 11.50 precisely. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, 11.15 precisely. And he began the meeting. <laughs> and I, I, I thought, my God, these people are psychos. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and the hymn book was a really, really old hymn book called Golden Bells. Hmm. You know, there was, there was no overhead projector. There was no drums and bass guitar. There was, it was an old lady on a piano with these old hymn books. Oh my goodness me. I thought, th- oh, oh, what is this? <laughs> it's, and it, it's exactly what, what, what the Lord has said, you know, you're not yeah. going to like the idea at first. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, we get through, we get through the, the meeting. And it was a wonderful meeting. I mean, the, 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 the spirit in this place was extraordinary. It was a, a tremendous spirit of peace and order and, um, these people were clearly very, very deep with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the preacher gave us, uh, who was the, the director of the Bible college, he gave us a little talk after, afterwards and uh, he spoke about intercession and the work of the college down the years. Um, and he said that their latest project was, was the mass distribution of Bibles. And they, they were working with somebody in, I don't know whether it was China or the Middle East or something. And, mm-hmm. Um, he said, and he said, because when Islam breaks, we're going to need a lot of scriptures. And it, it, it was the way he said it. Hmm. When Islam breaks, oh my God! Mm-hmm. And he said it in, in such a matter-of-fact way. Mm. I thought, my Lord, these these people are are extraordinary. Yeah. And um, and I could tell. If you wanted comfort, if you wanted, uh, you know, like a, a well-stocked <laughs> games room with a pool table and, you know, th- 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 this was not the Bible college for, for, for you. Um, but anyway, I, I, I enrolled and it was fantastic. I had an absolutely glorious uh, three years there. It was, it was wonderful. And, um, you know, as a young Christian in Britain, I'd been part of a, a church movement called Restoration. Mm-hmm. British Restoration, um, and there were some great men of God that I really looked up to, 
uh, and one of them was invited to come and preach at the Bible College, and uh, I was invited to to um, kind of um, introduce him in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I got to sit down with him on the Sunday morning for ten minutes before before starting. So I just started chatting with him, and I said to him, "Oh, I'm so excited to see you. I I remember uh, cassette tapes of yours that I listened to back in the day." And mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he told me that actually, actually he had been a student of the of this Bible college, hmm. and and I said and it's, it was fantastic that, that you were a student here, and he said yeah he said not just me, and then he he went down a list of the names of the top leaders of this movement that I've been a part of they had all come out of this Bible college, hmm. I had no idea, <laughs> wow, I was just so delighted I yeah. thought oh you know God's God has built my heritage, you know, and he's brought me in the, the same line as these people, which gave me a sense of belonging and a sense of the Lord's direction. I was so, I was so happy. Absolutely. Yeah. I was so happy. Yeah. So, uh, that's great. So now you were at the Bible college for three years and where was that located again? It's in Swansea, Swansea, England. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that area, so I do need that. <laughs> I need that help with um, that. Yeah. Okay, then after that, what what kind of took you? I mean, you're in South Korea now, you know what? Yeah. And then um, you've been doing some amazing things on a weekly basis. I'm trying to speak very vaguely, so I'll let you share all the exciting details. But um, yeah, so I mean, what? Yeah. What happened to get you to South Korea, or what? What? What are you doing now? That is. Well, um, my my intake, my year at the Bible College was uh, sixteen people, and half of us were Koreans, hmm. um, because there there are not enough Christians in Britain to be interested in going to the Bible College of Wales. Um, I, I should just say at this point that that. The Bible College of Wales has changed a great deal since I went there because the the founder's son Samuel Howells died a couple of years after I left, and okay. uh, and, it, and it it went into completely new uh, uh, management. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's now being led by uh, Cornerstone Church from Singapore. Uh, so you know, there's a, there's a the passion for the gospel is, and the resource for the gospel are not so much in Britain anymore. They're they're, they're in the east. Um, Singapore is a very wealthy country yes, and yes. they've taken over the Bible College um, half of the students were from Korea one of the students was a guy who um, comes from a rich family um, and uh, they, his family owns a, a prayer mountain in South mm-hmm. Korea Yes, yeah. which sim- it simply means it's like a parachurch organisation it's a, it's a kind of a little campus where they've got some buildings and a very large um, a, a place for, for, for preaching and teaching. Um, and they're very fervent. They get hundreds of people every night. Um, the main service is 11 o'clock at night. And, uh, you know, they pray up a storm. Hmm. Um, uh, they, they call these places prayer mountains. Yes. So his, his family owns one. Um, and uh, he had come to Britain as a student. And because he was rich, he was able to offer me a trip to South Korea, and he mm. paid my paid my my way. Wow! 
So I came for I came for a month with him. He 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 taught me skiing. Taught me to ski. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Which was nice. And um, yeah, so he became a good a good friend of mine. And um, when when I graduated and uh, I, I stayed on for another year, um, teaching church history. And um, after that, I really had no direction from God as to what I should be doing or where I should be going. Hmm. Um, but my friend who had returned to Korea at that time said, if you're interested, I can get you a job teaching English here in South Korea. Oh, okay. Um, uh, which he did. And I had no other direction, so I just I just went with the flow. Um, so I came to I came to South Korea. I took, taught English mm-hmm. <laughs> in a little a little academy, and um, six months in, God took me from that job and gave me a different job. But to cut a long story short, I went from teaching in an academy to teaching in a high school to teaching in a university to then teaching a completely different subject. I ended up teaching computer science oh. in a university. Okay. Um, uh, so that's that's my been my career to, uh, to date, and um, but six months in, God gave me a dream. In the dream, I was approaching a lot of people and asking them about a bridge, and all I knew was that the bridge was a north-south bridge, and then the scene changed. And I was sitting at a table and in front of me on the table was an architect's blueprint Mm -hmm. of a bridge. And then people started approaching me and asking me about the bridge. When I woke up, I understood that the bridge represented a mission movement, some kind of Christian organization Mm -hmm. and the first phase and and, uh, of course I I recognized it was North South Korea okay and and I understood the first phase being in Korea I would be asking other people about North Korea missions Uh Uh, so a phase of inquiry Um, but in in, but then eventually God would give me um, the blueprint for, for a mission movement to North Korea and at that point, God would send people to me and they would ask, ask me about that. So, um, I'm sat here pondering how much detail I should go into. Okay, well, we have maybe, <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, we have about maybe 15, yeah. about 15 minutes here. So whatever you would like, and you know, maybe we could expand additionally and another one you know yeah 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 about 15 minutes yeah no i i think i think if no i would i would i would i would not share too much detail at this time um let me just let me just share briefly about what's going on in north korea um okay so this is Okay, uh, so I, I this this happened in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. So 
So I've, I've known since 2004 that God wanted me involved in North Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2007, I was in a worship conference in Wales. And during the worship, I had a, a vision. And in the vision, I saw North Korea like an ice cube. Mm. And then I, then I saw a giant finger <laughs> descend from the sky. Yeah. Uh, looked like something out of Monty Python, you know? Hmm. Giant, finger, giant finger descended out of the sky and touched the ice cube that was North Korea. Hmm. And it began to melt. Hmm. And I, I understood this finger was the finger of Jesus Christ. And it, it meant that, that the Lord Jesus sovereignly, by himself, is melting North Korea. Hmm. Uh, Melting means bringing it out of kind of ideological lockdown, political lockdown. He's bringing it out of that and into freedom. Um, Some people think that the reason why North Korea is so bound is because there was a massive revival in Pyongyang, the capital of North Korea, um, shortly after the Welsh revival. The Welsh a lot of people don't realize this, the Welsh revival was actually a worldwide revival. Hmm. Um, it touched every part of the world, not just Wales. Um, it, it touched England, it touched India, it touched Korea. Uh, um, you, know, um, the, the, you know, the Pentecostal revival in, in Azusa Street yeah. was also a, a, a fruit of, of, of the Welsh revival. You know, God was doing these things interconnectedly and, and independently, but all at the, in the same period of time. So there was this massive revival in Pyongyang. Um, and Pyongyang was called the Jerusalem of the East. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, it was, that's, that's how, how important it was. And, um, and the way that South Koreans pray, where they pray all together at the same time, very, very loudly and passionately. That, that's a, I've never seen people pray like that in any, in any other country. Mm-hmm. But that, that, is, that happened for the first time in Pyongyang. Is that Pyongyang revival? The, I did not know the that. Style, yeah, the style of Kore- Kore- Korean Christianity was formed in the Pyongyang revival. Wow. Um, but uh, Korea was invaded by Japan. Um, and the Japanese... Uh, forced Korean pastors into idol worship, hmm. uh, worshiping Shinto Japanese Shinto shrines, um, and of, of course there were great pastors that were stood and they were martyrs and many of them were killed. Um, but the pastors who compromised um, did it in Pyongyang, uh. in North Korea, and some people believe that that. I won't. I won't get into it. Too okay. Much, yeah. But some yeah. believe that. But some believe that there, there was an aspect of judgment. Okay. But also an as, also an aspect of the wisdom of God in 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 what happened in in North Korea and in in the way North Korea was was locked down mm-hmm. under communism. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's probably a, com, a complicated story. But but we we must always remember that. Uh, the Lord Jesus said, didn't he, in Matthew 28, um, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All yes. authority. Yes. Um, and, and ultimately, God is absolutely in control. 
so you know that dream I had of the Lord Jesus melting the ice cube with his finger nobody can stop him Mm. no ideology can stop him no North Korean leader can stop him nothing can stop him this is the nature of God this is the nature of the the one who said to us go therefore and, and make disciples of all nations yeah um so one of, one of the astonishing things that, that, that he's doing in North Korea, oh, by the way, I should say, I went back to my church in France, um, the, and the elder there has a strong prophetic gift, and without me saying anything to him, he, he actually repeated the vision that I'd had. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my goodness me, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a very strong vision. I also had a vision of, 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 of like, like Satan holding on to North Korea, mm-hmm. like like his 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 knuckles white mm. with the effort of of holding on to his possession of North Korea, yeah. and the Lord Jesus unwrapping his fingers one by one, and there is okay. nothing that Satan can do about it. Yes. Absolutely nothing that he could do. He is losing North Korea. That's good. That's an encouraging um, word because we really think the opposite. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. If I could interject, yeah, we they, we think the opposite. We think North Korea is impenetrable. We think it's so isolated and the government is so powerful over its people but really that's just what we see with our natural eyes we you know if we don't see with the eyes of the spirit like you did we're going to think that it's impossible for a country like north korea to be open again and to receive christ but that's just not the case that's right and, and this is this is why the prophetic is so important in the church because unless god speaks and reveals what he's doing we don't know mm-hmm. how how are you going to pray how are you going to intercede based on the ignorance of what you can see with your eyes. Yes. You, you have to hear from heaven. Yes. And, and, and that comes through the prophetic gift. Yeah. And that, that comes from what, um, what cessationists would angrily call extra-biblical revelation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which is really what all of the, yeah. all of the disciples had, right? <laughs> of course, of yeah. course it was. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, just, just to diverge on talking about the prophetic, you know, Agabus, the New Testament prophet Agabus, mm-hmm. stands up and, and he says uh, that there's going to be a famine throughout yeah. the whole world. Right. Um, and, and the church was able to prepare. They were able to, 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 to gather offerings and make sure that the church in Judea was, was, was catered for. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, you know, you base your tactics and, on, on your strategy and your strategy has to be revealed from heaven. Yes. If yeah. you don't know the future, if you, you, it, it, is nece- it is just as necessary today to know the future as it was back in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. That's a good statement. You know, so, so the, 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 the need for, for, the, for the gift of prophecy um, is just as strong now as it ever was. You know, the Bible does not replace the gift of, and the need of the gift of prophecy. Right. Anyway, yeah. all right. Yeah. So, um, so, okay, here's... You, you might be surprised to, to know that there is a university in North Korea, in Pyongyang, called Pyongyang University of Science and Technology. Um, this university was founded by a South Korean Christian missionary with, with American citizenship. Mm. Um, he was fought in the Korean War. Most of his platoon were killed. He prayed to God and said, God, if you save my life, I will dedicate my life to serving my enemy. 
Hmm. And his his enemy meant the North Koreans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the, the, the Bible says, love your enemy. <laughs> right. And God's, God's, God saved his life. Um, and so all his life, he's had a passion for North Korea. Um, he, he went to, to the United States. Uh, he studied to the highest level. He became a university professor. Uh, and eventually he opened up a university on the border of North Korea uh, in China. Um, and then, and then eventually received permission from Kim Jong-il personally, mm. per- permission to open a university in Pyongyang. Yeah. Pyongyang University of Science and Technology. Every single faculty member is a Christian missionary. Hmm. Uh, right now? Right now. Praise God. I think they've been, op- they've been operating for about seven, seven eight years. Yeah. Because I, I think I actually have heard of that university, um, but I did not know the current status. Yeah. The... Um, yeah, obviously there's no proselytizing in the classroom. Every classroom has a picture of Kim Il-sung and a picture mm-hmm. of Kim Jong-il. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the, the gospel influence comes through personal relationship. And in, in Asian societies, um, a relationship with a teacher is a lifelong relationship. So, and, and the... It's, it's a university teaching STEM subjects. Um, so a lot of the students that have gone there um, are, are the leaders of North Korea of tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. They'll, be the, the, they'll be the people in, in places of influence. Um, you know, and they, they have a lifelong connection with, with, with um, Christian missionaries. Um, So, yeah, the, the Lord is preparing something. Yeah, yeah, Even, definitely. Uh, you know, and um, I, I had a, an encounter with the Lord Jesus uh, a few years ago where um, he basically told me, well, I'll tell you word for word what he told me. He said, um, for as long as you've lived in South Korea, you have to live in North Korea to get to know the nation and its people. And uh, when he said the nation of his people, I, my first thought was the North Korean nation of its people. And afterwards I realized, no, 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 he's, he doesn't view North and South Korea as separate. <laughs> yeah, the Korean so, people, yeah. Uh, yeah, so in order to know the Korean people, um, uh, I have to balance out my... Because I've been in South Korea for, what, 17 years? Mm, I didn't know that. So I, 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 I'm going to have to balance that out by spending <laughs> as long in North North Korea as, as South Korea. Well, at least you know how long you're going to live. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. yeah. Uh, praise God. Yeah. Everybody who knows the future knows what has to happen before before Jesus comes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. What, what I think I think what gets scary is when is when there's nothing left on the <laughs> on the list. Yeah. There's, there's no there's nothing left on the list. Only about two items Obviously. left. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, can I, can I, because we're running out of time, can I ask you just two quick questions about what you're doing now? Because um, our recording limit is at 60 minutes on, on the podcast here. And I want to make sure and get in even just a, a few words of what you're doing now. And I, I wish we could continue to connect the dots. We might have to go back and recap and connect the dots again. Um, we'll just kind of see where that goes. But um, 
Um, I'm, I'm yeah, glad so, you. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was gonna say I'm so grateful that you talk about North Korea because I was in uh, a Bible school. I don't know over ten years ago. I picked up a book on North Korea and started learning about it. And it was unbelievable to me how how things had operated there. But you're in South Korea now. But you have some things that you're actually doing right now, considering some other yeah, nations too, right? Yeah, uh, it, it's the most extraordinary thing. Um, the second dream God ever gave me. So this is back in 1992. Um, I was in a light aircraft which landed somewhere in Africa and uh, the pilot was the Holy Spirit and the pilot says to me in the dream do you know where this plane is going and I say to him "Uh, India and he says yes but it comes here first Mm -hmm. so I thought oh wow in the future I'm going to go to Africa and then I'm going to go to India Mm -hmm. um but I, I eventually just, I, I, I kind of forgot about that dream eventually because nothing in my life has ever gone in the direction of Africa or India. And God has never spoken to me mm-hmm. about Africa or India. And, you know, I've been all about North Korea for the past nearly 20 years. Yes, yeah. Um, but the, but um, the Lord hasn't opened the door for me to do any specific ministry in this, all this time that I've been waiting um, but he's been confirming and encouraging and, uh, and so forth. But, but always to do with North Korea and Japan, incidentally, I'd share that another time maybe, but, um, I lost my job. This, uh, um, my last paycheck was the end of August. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my, it simply put, my contract was not renewed. I see. Okay. Um, and, I've been walking with the Lord long enough to understand um, how deeply God controls the affairs of my life and uh, and to know that I lost my job because God doesn't want me doing that job anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, so, it's so glorious being a Christian because if you're not a Christian, you feel like you, you are the victim of the circumstances of life. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and, and I'm not. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I it's mean, not where your security I mean, is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, we haven't got time for me to explain how I even got that job in the first place. But the way I got that job in the first place was so obviously by God. So obviously it's grace. So I, I was thinking to myself, okay, right. Well, I wonder what God's got for me now. Yeah. Well, I found out. I found out quickly. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I cleared out my office and within a few days, I had a flood of Facebook friend requests. I would get normally maybe one or two friend requests a month. Mm-hmm. I'm like Billy No Mates on the in, on on Facebook, you know. Mm. And I I got a flood. I'm I'm talking about like fifty or sixty within a, a couple of days. All of them were pastors from Kenya, mm-hmm. Uganda. Okay. They are neighboring countries in East Africa, Kenya, Uganda. Nepal, Pakistan, and India. Okay. So that's the that's the Indian subcontinent. And at first, I thought there's something wrong with Facebook. There's a mistake here. Um, <laughs> Who's doing this? I, I actually, I I actually deleted twenty about twenty friend requests. Mm-hmm. Like on on the third day that I'm getting all these friend requests, I actually deleted twenty of them. Yeah. I thought this is this is this is weird. Delete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was about to delete the others as well. 
one morning when the Lord said to me, just spoke to me in my spirit and said, lead these people. Yeah. And I, th- I thought, oh my, oh my like, God, oh, this wow. is a divine appointment. Yeah. <laughs> this is divine ap- appointment. So, so I started chatting to these people and, and the, the Lord showed me that basically that all these pastors have, have a level of revelation and direction that they don't have and God wants to give them through me. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> I started. I started chatting with one of them, and he basically kind of said that to me. I said, "I said, well, why did you send me a friend request?" And he said, "Well, I'm independent, uh, you know, and I feel like I want to be part of something bigger, and I need. Uh, I, I'm looking for, for covering and da da da." And it's. And I actually got freaked out. I said to him, oh, "I've got to go." Mm-hmm. I actually got so freaked out because it was it was what the Lord had shown me, and mm-hmm. so to cut a long story short once a week I do a zoom meeting with these pastors um, and I told them I said God what I've just told you I said God told me to, to lead you in, in in the West if you said that somebody they say who do you think you are <laughs> yeah yeah I mean yeah <laughs> but, but what I've but what I've shared with these people you know things that the Lord has shown me about the end times and about the and, and the doctrine that God wants and and uh, you know these guys are lapping it up they're loving it and 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 I'm building a I'm building actually actually a church network, believe it or not. Yeah. God has, has, has led me this far. He, he said some of these people will want to make churches in the name of your ministry. Mm-hmm. And it's already happened. And in fact, Nathan, last night, the first guy signed up. Mm, wonderful. That, that's wonderful. Yeah. Which country, um, was, which country was that? Uh, he's from India. Ah. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I can't. I, I can't go in, into any detail. Of course, but, sure. We, we, we haven't got time, but, but but this is just absolutely astonishing. A dream that the Lord gave me nearly 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And in the intervening time, not a peep out of the Lord about that. Yeah. And he fulfills it. He clicks his fingers and fulfills it like oh. that. It's kind of like Moses point. in the desert, right? Moses murders yeah. somebody. He flees to the desert. Yeah. Nothing out there. And all of a yeah. sudden there's a bush burning on a mountain somewhere. I know, I know. And, you know, the, the Lord is not a very wordy God, you know. Mm. He just says, lead, lead these people. Yeah. Three words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but of course, no, I mean, along, along with that has come a whole understanding in prayer as to who I am and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and da 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 That's so wonderful. You know, and, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm so beholden now to the Lord in prayer to do this because I can't do this ministry. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's way beyond what I ever would have imagined. But but in prayer, the Lord the Lord takes me a step at a time. Okay, now this, now yeah, this, yeah. now this, yeah, and it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, beautiful. And I think that you know, you you said it's impossible, and I think you just um, verbalizing that proves that that you know that it's Him. And I think that that's who God's yeah. looking for. He's not looking for people that think that they're able. He's looking for people that know they're not yeah. in themselves and they know yeah, yeah. that they need Him yeah. to do the work. And if we stay dependent like that, if we stay connected yeah. to the vine, He'll He'll multiply the fruit. He'll bring the connections. He'll bring the money. Yeah. Every, every single yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. And in, in, in every way over the last 20 years here in South Korea, God has beaten me senseless. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say, before you can serve the Lord, you have to be broken. Yeah, yeah. I, I have been beaten senseless. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've, been, I've been broken, I mean, really. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah, I, I haven't explained why, and probably it's a good thing, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. I understand yes. that concept. Yeah. You know, I understand yeah. the concept, and, and, and there, I'm sure that there's an entire segment we could do just on the the, the tempering of, of the metal that he wants us to be made into. And the, the, yeah, the tempering of the metal, otherwise known as being beaten senseless by the <laughs> Yeah, and, and still surviving. <laughs> yes, and, 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 and with love, with love. Absolutely. You know, everything God does is, is with love. Yeah, it's not to know... And with it's encouragement. <laughs> it's no. not to know purpose, it's to a purpose of Christ's likeness, right? Yeah, yeah, um, and his encouragements have been so amazing over the years as well. So wonderful. I give him, I give him glory, he's, he's, he's a wonderful God, he's be- beautiful to serve him, very exciting. Wonderful. But very, yeah. Well, thank, thank you so much for today. These stories are wonderful. Learning about North Korea, learning about your time in South Korea and, the, and God's heart for North Korea, too. We can't give up. We're not going to give up on that. And, and uh, we will not grow weary in, in believing for God to open that up. And, you know, it could be soon. We don't know how long it's going to be. God could snap his fingers and melt that in a day. And um, yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what's going to transpire with your connections in Africa and India. It's like it's on the horizon. It's something you've waited on 30 years. It's just uh, it's not magical, but it it appears like it magically appeared. But that's just the Lord's timing. And he knows what's coming at the end of this year. He knows what's coming at the the full, you know, uh, 12 months of next year. And so I'll be in prayer with you. I already have, but I'll be in prayer with you for Africa and India and your connections there. And. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm anticipating we'll probably have to get back on another segment so you can share more of what God's doing. So we have literally about one, about one and a half minutes left. Anything else you'd like to share before we, we close out? Um, um, no, not really. Okay. I'm, 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 a, I'm a child of God. Um, every time I preach, I say, Lord, um, I have got nothing to say unless you speak. All ministry belongs to you. Absolutely. Uh, this, this is this is probably why I think this is why we have to be beaten senseless before we serve God. Yeah. Because you you, you can't do His work in your own strength. No. It's impossible. So you have to be kind of you have to be kind of tempered, as you say. Yeah. I mean, tempered to the point where to the point where you understand how faithful He is, mm-hmm. so, so that you can trust His His leading, and where you understand how utterly corrupt you are in yeah. the flesh. So that you don't depend on yourself. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much again for sharing. And um, could you just um, spell out your email again in case anyone wants to get in contact with you? Oh, sure. So it's it's my name, um, Oakley Matthew. Uh, so that's Oakley like the sunglasses, and Matthew with two T's um, at hotmail.com. Perfect. And like you said last time, you're probably the only Matthew Oakley in South Korea. So that can narrow it down you know, yeah. on Facebook, that is. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you again, Matthew. And say hello to your family for me. If you are interested in what Matthew is doing, please don't hesitate to contact him at that email. If for some reason you lose that, just re-listen to the last two minutes of this podcast. It'll be right there. It's also at the end of podcast number eight. And if you're a pastor in Africa, a pastor in India, and you're listening to this and you think, hey, you know, maybe we could have him come to our country and see what the Lord does. Just just pray about that and see what the Lord might do. If you're here in the States or any nation listening and you have finances to support him, uh, let's just make sure and contact him so that we can get this vision moving forward. So again, Matthew, thank you. I'm going to have to cut it short. Literally have 28 seconds here, um, but I'll, I'll talk to you after the recording.
All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Brother. All right. Thanks, everyone. Listen in to podcast uh, next time as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.